Hello and welcome to Complete Caribbean, a Travel Pulse podcast all about the world's favorite warm weather destination, the Caribbean. I'm writer, editor, and Caribbean travel expert, Jet Set Sarah. And I'm Brian Major, managing editor here at Travel Pulse. We're happy to have you join us today as we discuss the ins and the outs of Caribbean travel and we share the latest info and intelligence on this wonderfully diverse region. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Complete Caribbean Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. 222, all the twos. I didn't even realize that. Look at that. We're going to kick it off today with our This Justin section, giving you all the latest news. And I am going to start by telling you, I, I bet you're not going to believe this, but I'm going to tell you about some COVID, some changes to COVID entry protocols in the Caribbean what do you know? over the last couple of weeks. I know, right? Can you believe it, Brian? Um, shocker. Anyway, so I've got I've got some big news actually to start with. St. Martin has become the first Caribbean country out of the gate to make adjustments to its entry requirements specific to boosted visitors. Beginning January 1st, vaccinated and boosted visitors to the Dutch territory no longer need to provide COVID test results to enter. You just show proof of your vaccination and your booster shot. Vaccinated and not boosted? Well, you need to show negative results from a PCR or a rapid test taken within 48 or 24 hours of arrival of arrival respectively for more information of course don't take it from me take it from st martin's website which is stmartinehas.com and i'll spell that for you s-t-m-a-a-r-t-e-n-e-h-a-s.com then over in the turks and caicos islands all visitors who of course must be vaccinated they only take vaccinated visitors all visitors now have to show also show proof of negative of testing negative for covid on a pcr or an antigen test within 3 days of arrival before being allowed to enter the country that testing requirement also now extends to children as young as 2 years old once on the island visitors who test positive for covid now have to quarantine for 10 days with their entire travel party, not just you on your own, but everyone else that you're coming with. And you have to test negative before you are released. For more information, you can go to the Turks and Caicos' website, which is turksandcaicostourism.com. And then let's talk about Jamaica. If you find yourself testing positive for COVID while you're on vacation in Jamaica, the requirement for isolation has now been reduced from 10 days to five. The caveat, you must either be asymptomatic on day five or have symptoms that a physician certifies as, quote, mild. If you're still having symptoms five days in, you have to complete the full 10 days of isolation. And you can find out more by going to Jamaica's website, visit Jamaica.com. If, however, you are heading to St. Bart's, I am very jealous. We are very jealous. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Um, the island recently relaxed its entry requirements. Visitors must be vaccinated and provide proof of a negative PCR test or a rapid test taken no more than 48 hours before arriving on the island. But if you're arriving from the U.S. via St. Martin and are fully vaxxed and boosted, you don't need to take a COVID test at all. It's complicated, right? I know. So I'll tell you what, go straight to St. Bart's website, which is sambarttourism.com. I will spell that for you. It is S-A-I-N-T-B-A-R-T-H dash T-O-U-R-I-S-M-E dot com for the latest. And that's all we have for right now. But, you know, in two seconds, everything could change. Right, Brian? 
<laughs> That's why you gave the uh, the website addresses because uh, they will change. Uh, they're different for now. And uh, as Sarah and I have said many times, they, they, you know, that's the information you need to decide where you're going to vacation in the Caribbean and, you know, what what specifics you need to be aware of. Um, so, yeah, great. Great to hear about that. And uh, we're going to actually talk about one of the Dominican, about the Dominican Republic, which is really one of the most popular Caribbean destinations. And the president of that country, Luis Abdener, was speaking at the International Tourism Fair earlier this month in Madrid, Spain. And he said several projects will expand the, t- the country's tourism with new resorts in Pedernales province. Over the next decade, six hotel companies will invest $2.2 billion to build 12,000 hotel rooms under the Hilton, Marriott, Sunwing, AM Resorts, Iberostar, and Charisma brands. Construction on these various projects is scheduled to begin during the middle of this year in the Cabo Rojo Beach District, and that's on the country's southern shore. President Abdenir says the Cabo Rojo Perdinales district will be, quote, developed from scratch under a public-private partnership with, quote, a luxury offer based on sustainable tourism, taking care of every detail to offer tourists the best experience. In another part of the country, in Santo Domingo, the historic capital of the country, Abdenir said the Dominican government is launching a $100 million revitalization of the capital city, highlighting its history and culture. This is on top of several projects they have done in the in the in the country in the Dominican Republic to revitalize Santa Domingo, the historic city. It has many monuments, many uh, historic homes that need revitalization, and they're doing this work. The latest project is co- expected to com- be complete by 2025, and includes the continued restoration of historic houses, museums, and infrastructure in the city. Abdenader also said he expects the Dominican Republic to start a national airline that will operate from Santo Domingo. He said plans will be announced in 30 days, but the carrier will help to improve travel prices to and from the Dominican Republic. So how about that? Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, as we know, the Dominican Republic is the most visited Caribbean country of all. And usually air is quite competitive because there's a lot, lot, there's a lot of lift. So it'll be interesting to see what prices this new airline, when it happens, will come in with, right? You make a great point because, I mean, you know, I'm in, I'm in New York, of course, and at JFK, there, there are, I mean, JetBlue alone has something like four or five flights to the Dominican Republic a day. So, yeah, um, yeah it's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, again, I, you know, indicative of New York, there is a tremendous um, diaspora. So, you know, that mm-hmm. might be part that is of true. Uh, That's true. Part of it, too. So there you go. Well, in other airline news, uh, yeehaw is what I'm going to say, because <laughs> American Airlines <laughs> has just announced brand new service between Montego Bay, Jamaica and Austin, Texas. From June 11th through September 2nd, residents will be able to hop nonstop Saturday flights from Austin on an Embraer 175, traveling from the weird city to a warm Jamaican one in around half the five and a half hours it takes to fly between the two cities now, because right now you have to connect. So it's really exciting for them. They're going to have um, direct flights. And actually, I've always wanted to go to Austin, Texas. I've heard good things. And any any uh, town, any city whose motto is keep Austin weird, I mean, I'm down with that. I'm down with you know, that. I did not. I have been in many parts of Texas. 
fortunately. Uh, it's a wonderful state. And I've never been in Austin like you. Uh, I've been in other parts. I did not know Austin was known as the weird city. Yeah, it's weird. But all of They're my friends from Dallas who are hip people mm -hmm. talk about Austin. So, so yeah, think, you know, I that's, think so Austin is where the hipsters are. And now they're, the hipsters the are going to be flying are. to Jamaica. So that's a really good thing. And we've also heard, Sarah, I don't know if people have told you that lately, that there is a lot more airlift from Texas and from the Middle West to the Caribbean. There's a lot more interest in flying to the Caribbean. Traditionally, it's been such an East Coast market um, right. for uh, for vacationers, but there's a, there's a lot more Southwest flies there a lot now. So, um, yeah, that, that's great news. Okay, so I have a item. This is unlike, I think, any item we've done before on, on our I'm really excited about podcast. this one, actually. I have questions is, for you about this one, but you this go, is, Brian. This is different. This is different. Uh, I've learned this from Discover Puerto Rico, the um, uh, marketing uh, and promotion organization for Puerto Rico. They're a great group. And they are partnering with the Pantone Color Institute. Which is, which is described on its website, which is a very good website, as a leading source of color expertise. Their website is Pantone, P-A-N-T-O-N-E.com. Well, they're teaming with Discover Puerto Rico to create a color inspired by the hue of Puerto Rican sunlight. Ooh, is it yellow, presumably? I hope so. We will see the color. We, we you know, I'm going to cover this in Travel Pulse, so we will see the color. Okay, okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> so, um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, Puerto Rico Sunshine, it's the name of the color, and it was created by Pantone and developed based on the findings of Dr. Hector J. Jimenez, a physicist and professor at the University of Puerto Rico. Dr. Jimenez calculated the color of sunbeams using existing wow. models of solar radiation and the atmosphere at different moments throughout the day in several Puerto Rico locations. I really wow. exactly I just, what this is blowing my mind. It's blowing my mind. calculated the color of sunbeams using existing models of solar radiation and the atmosphere at different moments throughout the day in several locations around Puerto Rico. Now, consumers will be able to purchase this limited edition Puerto Rico sunshine paint from Ecos Paints, E-C-O-S Paints, which is an eco-friendly water-based paint supplier. Their website is www.ecospaints.net. They use sustainable ingredients. They're, they will also form additional partnerships and extensions of this unique promotion with local Puerto Rican businesses. Oh my gosh, this uh, is so exciting to me. Different, but this one is right? <laughs> A paint that, that reflects the color of Puerto Rican sunshine calculated using the color of sunbeams. This is crazy. I mean, I got to say, I mean, you know, yellow is my favorite color, so I'm particularly you know, excited. I'm thinking of like Sarah. Yellow, anyone right? appreciates this item, Sarah appreciates this item. I, look. Yeah. Puerto Rico, I want yeah. to, and Ecos Paints, I want to say, Great yay, idea. this is a really creative um, promotion and collaboration. And I, also, and I also want to let you know that, one, yellow is my favorite color. And two, I'm moving into a new condo mm -hmm. and I plan to make the ceilings yellow. So how about if my ceiling was the color of Puerto Rico sunshine? Hint, hint, Ooh, hint, hint. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Free paint or not. I think this is a great idea, Brian. Thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. Well done, Puerto Rico. So from Puerto Rico, we're going to go over to the Bahamas because there have been some changes. There are some new appointments in the Ministry of Tourism, Investments and Aviation. First is the appointment of Latia Duncombe. Duncombe 
as acting director general. Duncan has more, sorry, Duncan has more than two decades of tourism, sales, marketing, and experience in the Bahamas, Cayman, and the Turks and Caicos under her belt. And fun fact, she's also a former Miss Bahamas world. Meanwhile, stepping into Duncan's former role as Deputy Director General of the Ministry is Dr. Kenneth Romer. Romer has worked in aviation, tourism and hospitality for 25 years, and he has been with the ministry since 2019. Uh, We wish both of them all their luck uh, promoting the 700 islands of the Bahamas, but they're so beautiful. I'm I'm sure they just sell themselves, right? I'm sure they do. <laughs> well, they do. They sell, you know, they don't really need to sell them to, <laughs> to us. Um, so, um, yes, that is a wonderful thing to, uh, to have happen. Okay, Sarah. And we have more personnel news. The St. Lucia Tourism Authority, SLTA's board of directors named veteran St. Lucia and Caribbean marketer, Laureen Charles St. Jules, the agency's chief executive officer, effective February 1st. She joins the agency following two decades of Caribbean tourism and leadership experience, and she most recently served as CEO of global tourism business development and luxury resort marketing firm PI7 Marketing International. Charles St. Jules has previously served as U.S. account manager for the Anguilla Tourist Board and as director of marketing and tourism planning for St. Lucia's Ministry of Tourism. She has a great deal of experience, and uh, she said she considered it a distinct honor and a privilege to have been afforded the opportunity to contribute her professional experiences, resources, and networks in joining the SLTA team. This appointment brings me an added layer of personal fulfillment, she said, as it provides an avenue for me to continue to give back in a significant way to my homeland through our lifeblood industry of tourism. And I briefly congratulated Laureen and made her promise that she will be a future guest on complete Caribbean. So we'll have her. Oh, good. Yeah. We want to talk Uh, to her. Have her soon. We want to talk to her. She's a friend of ours and a friend of the show. Um, And, you know, her, she, she replaces another friend of ours and another uh, veteran Caribbean tourism marketer, Beverly Nicholson Doty. And the SLTA thanked her for her service saying that uh, she led the brand through the most challenging time of the pandemic for which St. Lucia was recognized for major accolades in various niches. So, there's change in our industry at all times, and uh, congratulations to Lorene. And I know uh, Beverly will, uh, you know, uh, continue with her great career, and uh, you know, uh, continue to be a, a, a major force in Caribbean tourism. So, good luck yeah. to all of them. Good luck to them. So now, so now it is time for a little island intel. We have a very special guest with us, as we usually do this week. And this week, we'll be talking to Devon Leibert. He's the interim CEO of the Nevis Tourism Authority. There's um, some really interesting things to tell us, so let's give it a listen. We have a very special guest with us today on the Complete Caribbean podcast, someone who's known very well to both Brian and I. He's hosted us and shared his country with us, and he is the newest the newest, um, I would say, the newest, the newest tourism official that we've had on the show right. because it's just been announced that our guest, Mr. Devon Lybird, is the interim CEO of the Nevis Tourism Authority. So, thank you for joining us and welcome, Devon. It's my pleasure to join both you and, and Brian this afternoon, and um, thank you for having me. We are thrilled to have you, especially since I know you have lots of responsibilities as an interim CEO. Both Brian and I love Nevis. We, we can't stop 
waxing lyrical about it. I remember before, the first time I went to Nevis, I remember reading a lot about, oh, the magic of this island, the magic. That word kept on being repeated, magic, magic, magic. And I kind of rolled my eyes and thought, I mean, come on, how magical can it be? But then I went and found out it's that magical. It's no hype. It really is magic. It is so magical. It is so true. And uh, I'm fortunate to be have been named the Nevis ambassador for this year. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's it's great to, to be able to talk with you, Devin. But Sarah, I think yes, you- I have I will kick us off with our first question and then off. we'll have the ambassador come up with the second one. So tell <laughs> me, Nevis, Brian and I both love it. But the most important question right now is what are the protocols? What are the entry requirements for getting into Nevis? So can you share that with the audience? Okay, Um, Nevis continues to welcome all vaccinated visitors to the island. In addition to being fully vaccinated, visitors must present a negative RT-PCR test taken within 72 hours of travel. However, one must first seek the permission of the Department of National Security to enter the Federation Mm -hmm. Mm of and Nevis, and you do so by visiting the website www.knatravelform.kn, and visitors will be asked to answer a few general travel questions and upload their vaccination card and also a copy of their negative RT-PCR test. Only on receipt, receipt of this um, form and the receipt of a permission given by the National Security Department with um, what we refer to as a KN code. It's a code that begins with KN. Mm-hmm. One board flight to travel the destination of St. Kitts and Nevis. This travel form should be completed within 24 hours of travel. And this of course will allow for adequate, adequate time for the national security officials to respond to the, the form that were submitted. Okay, so very similar protocols, it seems, to other Caribbean islands, right? So, but you must be, but with the caveat that you must be vaccinated, you have to do a mm-hmm. PCR test, right? Negative results within 72 hours, and of course, you have to apply online for permission. So, okay, got that, yes. got that. Yes. What next, Bray? Well, also, can you one time more give us that uh, that website one more time, uh, Devon? I think it, it got a little choppy there. If you, if you get that website one more time, I want to make sure people get it. It's www.knatravelform.kn. Knatravelform.kn. Excellent. Got it, sir. And Devon, Devon you know, we, we know... Um, there's been a good wanderlust for travel. People want to return to, to the Caribbean. They are returning to the Caribbean, but the Omicron variant has kind of shaken things up a little bit. What has what changes have you made, if any, in Nevis destination has have you made uh, with regard to Omicron or any surge, you know, here among uh, people who are traveling or maybe traveling to to Nevis to the Caribbean? Well, really, there have not been any major changes since the Omicron variant of the virus came on stream. Residents were asked to remain vigilant and to continue the non-pharmaceutical methods of dealing with COVID. And of course, we continue to encourage all of our residents, those who are able to 
to get vaccinated. So that basically all that was put in place. We continue to welcome our visitors to the island, regardless of what the stream is at the moment. Talking about that stream, I mean, tell us, share, can you share a bit about how your arrivals were looking before the Omicron surge and what effect that may or may not have had on visitor arrivals to the island? Well, bookings and visitor arrivals into Nevis really picked up tremendously for the winter and the holiday season. As a, matter, news. <laughs> as a matter of fact, some of our hotels would have indicated that levels of bookings were almost back to normal to that of pre-COVID times. And of course, came the onslaught of the Omicron variant of COVID. But, you know, fortunately for us here in, in Nevis, although there were some minor cancellation that were not, um, there wasn't any um, adversely, they didn't adversely affected the bookings and the actual arrivals into um, the Federation. There is generally a taper off of um, arrivals after the holiday and the New Year season. Mm. However, and this is what we expect on, on, on an annual basis. However, our hoteliers have indicated that um, bookings are really looking good and, and they're very strong for the next few months. And I mean, we're indeed very happy to hear about this um, occurrence. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, that's, that seems to reflect the, the desire that, the pe- that people have to go out there. They're willing to, if they know there are protocols in place, they're willing to, you know, to comply for the most part, to comply with the protocols, to go where they want to go. Um, and then they also, I think they have reason to feel safe in particular Caribbean destinations because of vaccination levels, uh, which brings us to Nevis. And uh, uh, Devon, how do you characterize the level of vaccination in Nevis and what is the attitude? <laughs> I guess we have to ask today because there's been, all the, the Caribbean reflects everywhere else. There's been a diversity of attitude about um, vaccination. So, so what's the level of vaccination there? How would you characterize the response? Well, of course, as with most other destinations and, and with um, most of the different um, countries around the world, there have been a, a concern about um, vaccination. Um, it, some people tend to think that, I mean, this has not been a part of our daily lives um, from day one until now. Um, but here in Nevis, we are very happy and, and, and we, 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 we are satisfied in the way in which our vaccination process has been moving forward. Actually, the latest data that we've seen is that 66% of our adult population, 66% of our adult population have, uh, are fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And this translates into 50% of the total population of Nevis. Right. And of all these persons, we have seen just about 13% of children 12 to 14 years, 12 to 18 years, 
who are fully vaccinated. So, I mean, it's not going bad. I mean, people are still coming forward to get vaccinated and we continue to put measures in place and, and, and efforts in place to have more persons come, in, come forward to be fully vaccinated. I mean, what we all want, right, is, our, is healthy countries. You know, we want visitors to be healthy, we want residents to be healthy. And I know that there has been a sort of um, tension in some Caribbean countries because there's, there's been the thought of, you know, how are we going to keep tourism alive but still protect the health of our people who work in the tourism industry? So I have to ask you, Devon, something that we ask everyone else, which is how has the tourism authority, how has Nevis really tried to balance the goals of public health, protecting public health, with trying also to restart and re-energize tourism? Well, I mean, when, when, when you look at the way things um, materialize over the last two years and so, um, one would probably think uh, and, and probably become frustrated as to, I mean, things are moving very slowly and, and, and very cautiously. But um, on, on a whole, the, the Nevis Island government and the tourism authority, through its local COVID task force, we have been working in collaboration with our syndicates partners. As you know, any decision taken um, in Nevis must be carried out in both islands. Since we are one country, since it's in Nevis, mm-hmm. so it has to be done simultaneously. And uh, it, it's also because um, there is free movement between both islands. So it doesn't make sense for one to do something and the right. other doesn't have to do anything. Exactly. First, we had that collaboration between both both um, island administration. Firstly, the reopening of our borders were done in phases. And as time went by, there were more relaxation of the protocols that were put in place. For example, when our borders were open, eventually reopened in November 2020, Visitors had to vacation in place. And, I, I did. Mean, I was one of them. Right? I came to Nevis for a few days. Uh, when was it? I think last, I want to say maybe last May or March or May. But it was like, I, I'd love to be in Nevis, but I really only saw the Four Seasons because I vacationed in the place, in place, yeah, in Four Seasons, which of course is not a bad thing. I'm not asking anyone to feel sorry for me, but I did miss actually getting out and seeing people. Yes. And in addition to our visitors, residents also, if they were returning home, they had quarantine at the approved government quarantine facility of 14 days before they were allowed to immerse into the general population. And this is once they would have received a negative RT-PCR test. Over time, the restrictions were relaxed bit by bit. And this was to ensure that we balance the need of the economy, uh, that it becomes working again. And, and because tourism is such a major, plays a major role in our economy, tourism was the, the way we had to approach this. So um, while at the same time, once these protocols were relaxed on a, on, on a bit by bit, a, a case by case situation, um, the, the authorities ensured that our residents were protected from any exposure to the, the, the virus. Understood. It was indeed hard at first. Yeah. But, uh, we endured 
and by, by taking all the necessary precautions. But today, with the advent of the various vaccines and a greater understanding of the science behind COVID-19, once you are fully vaccinated and once you present that RT, a negative RT-PCR test, there is absolutely no quarantine required and no testing on arrival in Tenevis. Our visitors, they can come and fully enjoy the vacation the way they used to by participating in all island activities and events. So the, the short answer to the question is that we took all the necessary precautions and did not make any rash decisions. That was important. We did not make any rash decisions and we approach the reopening process on a step-by-step basis. Well done. Okay. I definitely think that phased is the way to go, really. I think we've seen it work best, you know, when, when islands, when destinations do a phased reopening rather than fly the gate all at one time. I think it seems to work better. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, Sarah. That has seemed to work, you know, across the region where, where that's been implemented. Um, and... You know, as Devin, as you pointed out, St. Kitts and Nevis is a dual island federation. It's a country with two separate islands. Uh, Nevis is a smaller island. It's a tiny island. But for a tiny island, as Sarah says, it's magical. And, uh, you know, there, there's actually a variety of things to do and that you should see when you're in Nevis. But because you're a native of Nevis, because you've been doing this all your life, basically, <laughs> showing people around, showing people your island. We got to ask you, what do you do? What does Devon tell people? You got to do this when you're in Nevis. What, what, do you, what would you do? And what do you like to do? Well, well, well first, I, I, I must say that all attractions and activities are currently available to our visitors at this time. Great. Of course, our local COVID task force have set out the guidelines and precautions under which each entity will operate. These include the wearing of face masks, social distancing, the hand sanitization, and of course, the reduction in the capacities of of some of these um, entities. Mm -hmm. And in so doing, we ensure that the, the, the staff that deliver these services have to be fully vaccinated. Um, I, I, I would like to highlight that we recently opened a brand new, well, the brand new Malcolm Gishard Recreation Park. And this park was done in collaboration with the Embassy of China on Taiwan and the Nevis Island government. This new 11-acre park offers sustainable outdoor features And these include an open-air amphitheater, a fully equipped playground, a basketball court, fully equipped, um, an LED-lit splash pad fountains. This is for our children, of course. A walking and jogging path and a broad boardwalk designed for small outdoor events. Adjacent to the Malcolm E. Gishard Park, is a new complex with um, duty-free shops and with a new Italian restaurant, which is called Nevitalia. 
these, the, these two arm development have really enhanced the Pinnis Beach area. And, and these are two of the places I really like, enjoy, enjoy visiting. In addition to, to those, I would like to highlight that um, the Nevis Artisan Village, and this is a complex of colorful shops where visitors can browse and purchase a wide variety of local arts and crafts. The Nevisian Heritage Village is also one of the places that I, I, I like going, I enjoy, and I would like to highlight. It depicts the evolution of housing on Nevis over the past 200 years. And quite recently, it is also a place that has become very popular among those persons getting married and those persons who just want to have quiet picnics or family picnics. So all in all, I would say that Nevis is open, right? Life is almost back to normal. We are eager to welcome all to come and to visit with us. If well, you don't, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> so, I'll be there. I'll be there. When do like, I go? Okay. <laughs> Brian, are you going yeah. soon? Did I hear you say you're going soon, Brian? Yeah, I expect to be in Nevis uh, soon. Let's just put it that way. Given, I, I, given and, that ladies and gentlemen, in case on the you didn't exact hear thing. earlier, Brian is a Nevis ambassador. So yes. Yes. We expect Brian to be in Nevis very, very soon. And yeah. I expect to join And I him. can't wait because, like Sarah says, it's freezing here in New York. It is cold and gray. So, <laughs> well, 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 Nevis is the, the, the perfect place to, to, for anyone to come and, and visit. And um, if, 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 if there are folks out there who want to avoid the crowds, Nevis is certainly the place for you. If you're, if you're looking for a laid back, tranquil environment, where there is absolutely no rush, Brian and, and Sarah, you can account for that. Yes. And you can go at your own pace. You can certainly visit Nevis. And I would encourage our um, your audience to visit nevisisland.com, www.nevisisland.com. And um, for any additional information you want about Nevis, or to call us at the Nevis Tourism Authority, and um, as the staff, we'll be happy to assist you in converting your desire, your desire into reality. And you know what? Once you arrive on Nevis, you will leave, but only because you have to. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. And I also see why you're the CEO of the Nevis Tourism Authority because you can sell that island. So we're sold. Brian and I are sold. I'm sure anyone who's listening to this broadcast was sold. We, we honestly, Deb, and we're so happy, so thrilled that you were able to make time to talk to us today. Nevis is magical. The three of us can all agree on that. And, yes, and we're happy to hear that it's open and, and ready and willing and ready to welcome people out from the cold into the warm, warm embrace of Nevis. <laughs> and we're indeed ready to have anyone who wants to come and visit with us and enjoy what Nevis has to offer. Fabulous. Well, Great. we'll be there soon. Hopefully you guys listening will be too. Thanks again, Devon. And thank you for having me. Thank you, Devon. We'll see you soon, hopefully in Nevis. 
most definitely. So it is time to wrap it up, but I just want to give you one more piece of news before we go. The Winter Olympics are scheduled to start, I think, uh, tomorrow. There's an opening ceremony, and I am really excited because Jamaica will be sending a four-man bobsleigh, two-man bobsleigh team, and a female monobob athlete to the Games. Hooray! You may remember, exactly. You may remember that the island sent its first bobsled team to the Olympics way back in 1988, a journey that was immortalized in the 1993 film, Cool Runnings. What a classic. Uh, Brian and I and everyone here at Complete Caribbean, we wish the team the best. And we know that they're going to jaminate when they get to Beijing. So hooray, go Jamaica. Hooray, go Jamaica. (laughs) Go Jamaica. Big up Jamaica. Yes, big up Jamaica. So anyway, we just want to thank you very much for listening to Complete Caribbean this week. We've had a lot of fun bringing you the latest Caribbean news, and we're going to have a lot of fun next week when we do it all over again. But for now, thanks for listening. Don't forget to like us, to subscribe us, and more to us, and more importantly, to share us with your friends and even the people you don't like, because you know everybody loves Complete. They Caribbean. travel too. <laughs> yes. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs>